Welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. I am so happy that you're here. My name is Ellie Herringshaw, and I am sitting with... You are sitting with your father. Mark Herringshaw. And this is, as I said, the Reclaimed Podcast. What what number is this? Do you this is seven. Number seven. Episode seven. We've been doing this uh, once a week for seven weeks, which I'm so excited about. I I think this is so cool. And so there's other things involved with this, like your blog, mm-hmm. and you've got here in the Twin Cities, you've got some gatherings. By the time this is up, I will have just launched the first ever reclaiming community, which I'm so excited about. Reclaiming to me is going back to places and allowing God to just saturate places of pain in our lives. And to do that in the context of community is really, really important because we're not in this alone. And when we go through pain and when we go through just hardship in our lives, it's so it's so easy to feel alone and feel isolated. And I want to fight that as much as possible because you're not alone. And if you're listening to this and you're in the Twin Cities and you're a woman, because that is actually, it's, it's a, right now it's a woman's only community. Um, but if you feel isolated in your pain and if you feel kind of paralyzed by that, I want to invite you to the Reclaiming Community. Um, you can find all the information on, actually, I'll put it in the show notes. Why not? Yeah. So anyway, that's enough of that. Let's let's dive into today. Yeah, so what are we going to do today? Today, we're going to do a little bit of a Bible study, which I'm very excited Great. about. Um, you know a little bit about the Bible, and um, I just have the revelation of why I believe this is important. So you're you're the biblical scholar here. I'm going to ask you some questions, and we'll... We'll go from there. But today we're going to be talking about the bleeding woman in the Bible. And um, there's three different accounts of this woman in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And um, Matthew is probably the shortest account. Mark is a little bit longer. And um, and so is, so is Luke's. But they're all just slightly different. But basically, it's this woman who has been bleeding for 12 years she um, she was in and and I mean according to the law that ostracized ostracized her from the community. She was bleeding for twelve years, and Mark's account says that she would go to the doctors, and she just kept getting worse. Nothing was working. She continued to try and try, and then she heard about Jesus. And when she heard about Jesus, she said, okay, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, then I'll be healed. So she got out of bed and she pushes through the crowds and she finds Jesus and she comes from behind. Every every account says that she comes from behind and she touches just the hem of his garment, and she is instantly healed. Jesus turns around and he says, who touched me? And his disciples are like, uh, there's like hundreds of people all around you. You're crazy. Everyone's trying to touch you. And he, and he felt that healing power release from his body. So he knew that faith activated something. And this woman is so ashamed. She's like, oh, I've been caught. 
oh no. And she says, Lord, it was me. I did it. I touched you, but I, I, I just thought that if I could touch you, then I would be healed. And I am. And she says this to everyone around her. And Jesus says, your faith has made you whole. He says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. And then Jesus goes on his way and he heals more people. And we don't know what happens to this woman. We don't, we don't know her name. But her life is forever changed because of, that, because of that experience. Because she positioned herself in a way to receive healing. Which was her responsibility in this. Yep. Right. Wow. This story is positioned itself in an interesting way, isn't it? Because Jesus is on his way somewhere else. The beginning of the chapter, um, there's a man who asked Jesus to come and and heal uh, someone in his family that needed healing. Yeah. And on the way, he's interrupted. This woman interrupts him, which disrupts the course of that first intention. Right. Right. And then things get worse for them because that person dies Yep. while Jesus is healing the woman. So sometimes things get worse before they get better, you know? Absolutely. And yet in the course of this, after he's done restoring this woman's life, he goes on and then does the impossible, something even harder than anyone thought was going to have to be done. He raises that person back to life. Beautiful, beautiful story. It's amazing. It's really amazing. Yeah. So, so it's so this woman interrupted Jesus's own plan. Yeah. Really, he wasn't planning on on stopping, and um, or even like or even seeing her to touch her or anything. It was this woman's act of faith that initiated the healing. Yeah, I I, I don't know that in our culture we even understand how desperate she was. Right. In order for her to do this, she's first of all, she's a woman and that put her in a place where she she socially would never have reached out mm-hmm. to impose upon a man. Secondly, she's sick and this sickness had put on her this condition of being unclean. It's, it's the way that the Jewish culture understood that someone was not normal. They were called unclean in that sense. And they were separated and ostracized out of the community. And there was a lot of reasons for that. But she, by touching Jesus, is imposing her uncleanness on him. She's making Jesus unclean. So it was a highly risky, audacious thing for her to do. But she knew, and she's so desperate, she was so tired of her condition, that she's willing to do something way outside the bounds, something that could have gotten her in a great deal of trouble. Yeah. And yet she does it anyway. She positioned herself and knowing if I can just do this, if I can do my part, I know the power is there in order to heal me. It's it's really a beautiful picture. And it's it speaks, you know, symbolically, parabolically so much to us mm-hmm. in every one of our situations. Right, right. But she also needed to she needed to hear about Jesus, which is testimony. Yeah, so, so she heard, heard it. Yeah. She heard the testimony of other people's healing, yep. and that activated her own faith. Yep. 
too. So, I mean, there's something super powerful about just sharing your testimony. This is what God did to me. This is how, this is how I've been freed from whatever. And that's part of why I'm doing this podcast too, to activate faith. And that's important because not only did she hear it, but she chose to think, you know, if it happened for them, yeah, it happened for me too. It will happen for me too. And then, and then she put herself in a place to say, if I can just do this, I know it could happen for me too. But she had to go do it. Yeah. Uh, like you mentioned, she, you know, if she's bed, she's bedridden or whatever her circumstance, she had to get up out of that, go into the crowd. Yeah. Even even subject people in the crowd yeah. to her uncleanness. Yeah. I mean, the fact that she got out of bed. That's that's huge. She was she was fighting even her own shame. So so can you talk a little bit about how this kind of um, this kind of illness was not just I mean, you had mentioned it. It's not just the a physical pain, but this was this was about a community too. The- yeah, certain conditions, um, the, the actual uh, Jewish law had stated that certain conditions which were considered abnormal were called unclean and they were noted as this is abnormal. This is not the normal human condition. And so those people were separated out of the community. This was uh, uh, obviously an abnormality in her menstrual cycle that just never stopped. And so that typical cycle of being unclean for a short period of time time is now continuous part of her life. And that meant she couldn't go into synagogue. It meant that she couldn't have probably normal meals with, with friends and family because right. to be in her presence was to be in the presence of that which was called or seen or judged as abnormal and defiling. And it went, and it went that far. So um, there's other examples of individuals like this, like the leper who comes to Jesus. Yeah. That's recorded in <laughs> Mark chapter 1. The leper, he was also in a place of being unclean, in a place of being ostracized from the community. He's desperate. He breaks out of his leper colony. He charges up to Jesus, gets Mm -hmm. in Jesus' personal space, right? Yeah. Imposes on Jesus that uncleanness and says, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Right. Jesus says, I'm willing. And he touches him. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jesus could have just said be healed, but he actually, Jesus touched him willingly, letting his uncleanness come. So I actually think these are both are pictures of the atonement where our uncleanness is exchanged with Jesus. His cleanness is exchanged for our brokenness, our, our helplessness, our defilement. And this woman is actually doing that. She's, she's saying, I'm going to impose my brokenness and I'm going to take from Jesus his wholeness. She, she sees that she can trust him that much. It's, it's just actually an incredible statement of faith. Right, and that's, that's before the cross. Yeah, yeah. These are, these are like foreshadowing pictures of what happens on the cross. Absolutely beautiful. And it's actually the desperate that you see throughout the New Testament who get Jesus. They understand him, they get access to him, and they receive from Jesus. It's the, he tells two parables in the book of Luke about prayer, about the, uh, the, the guest who comes to someone's house and there's no food. So the neighbor goes to his next door neighbor and wakes them up and says, I need food to feed the person who's come. And, 
and the person says, oh, come back tomorrow. And, and he says, no, I need you to get up and help me. And the, yeah. the message of that is it's the importunity or the audaciousness to ask and keep on asking that gets the answer. Right. And then just a couple chapters later, the woman who goes to an unjust judge yep. and she asks for justice and the unjust judge who's waiting for a bribe um, doesn't give it to her. But she keeps asking. She keeps bugging him. And finally he says, okay, she's going to drive me crazy. So she, she gets her justice. And Jesus says, that's like God. Not that God's unjust. But that, but that if that audacity will turn the heart of an unjust judge, audacity or faith or importunity, this boldness, turns the heart of God. Yeah. And so you see this. It's the, the Syrophoenician woman who's whose uh, daughter's sick and, G- and asks Jesus to heal. And, and she's a Gentile, and Jesus at first says, no, you know, healing is for the, the Jewish family, the family mm-hmm. of Abraham. And she says, well, even the dogs need crumbs, right? And, and she stays with it. She keeps pressing in. It's the desperate who get to Jesus. Right. That's such a story all the way through. And this woman is probably the premium example of that level of desperation. She gets the exchange of her uncleanness for Jesus' cleanness. It's a beautiful picture of the atonement, even before the cross is there to actually provide it. Jesus is is giving a hint of what the kingdom is really going to be. But she has to position herself, right? Yeah. She's in and, and these these pre-positioning or preposition movements that people have, they come into Jesus' presence. You know, it's the it's the blind guys that yell at the top of the crowd, you know, <laughs> save us, heal us. Yeah. And, and everybody tries to quiet them down and they just yell all the louder. Um, they're, they're positioning themselves, not passively, and just sort of waiting and saying, well, you know, if it's God's will, Jesus will come by my street yeah. and heal me. Uh, no, they put themselves in a place, literally, where Jesus uh, couldn't miss her. He, he, he couldn't miss the fact that her faith pulled his healing power yeah. right out of him. It's well, and, th- and that's also not to say that Jesus can't heal us no. by sitting back passively. And, but, but the power of, of an activated faith yeah. is, yeah. and I think that that's, I, I know for, for me, that's where, that's what God called me to do. To do, to do, I could have sat in my pain, felt sorry for myself for years and years and years, and eventually God, I eventually I probably would have felt better. And to say, well, if God wants to heal me, He will, right? Right. But but there's actually some <laughs> activation now. Time need, heals all wounds. That that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, we. This is not. This woman didn't earn her healing. No. Right. No. So, the activation. In what you're talking about, the reclaiming activation, like that activity that people do, isn't the healing. It's the positioning for it. Yep. And we don't earn our salvation, but we work out our salvation. We don't earn our healing, but we put ourselves in a place where that to can happen. It. Yeah, it's it's I think this is what spiritual gifts are, or excuse me, spiritual disciplines, like when we fast. Yeah. God doesn't love us more, God doesn't hear our prayers more when we fast. It's putting ourselves in a place 
where we are more conscious of our desperation. All the spiritual disciplines are that way. Yeah. The reclaiming activities are a form of spiritual discipline. You're walking into a place that is going to trigger pain. Yeah. In order that that can be flipped on its head. It's like fasting. You you deliberately tell your body, you're not in charge. My spirit is in charge, not my mm-hmm. body. You put your body under the vice uh, to say, um, actually, I'm going to put myself in a position where I, I have to eat bread that's not real bread it's, or not physical bread. It's deeper bread, like as Jesus says. So anyway, I love this as a actual picture of reclaiming. Mm-hmm. And you caught that when you first read this. Well, and, and the way that, as you had mentioned, when we, when we go to reclaim something, we're stepping into pain. We're, we're saying, okay, there's pain that's held in this physical place or, or in this music, and I'm going to expose myself to that pain. So this woman, she, she stepped into pain by being in community, knowing that she was unclean. So, so this goes back to this theme of this was, this was a, not just a physical thing, but it was shame. There was so much shame around that for her. And she stepped into that shame. She stepped into that pain to then receive the healing in that context of other people. Well, and she actually goes into the crowd, which is, yeah. that's the whole point about being unclean is she had been separated from the crowds. But to get to Jesus, because he happened to always have this crowd of people around him, she pressed through the very rejection, like the circle yeah. of rejection yep. to get to Jesus. That must have been embarrassing. It must have been, uh, can you imagine all the thoughts going through her at that time? Is this going to work? What do I do if nothing happens? I mean, I'm sure she felt doubt and, and, and she had fear. I mean, she, she obviously had fear because she, she sees that. She yeah, sees, we, yes, we absolutely. See that. She, but, but the fact that she didn't, she came out from behind him yeah. just to like, I mean, she, she was like kind of sneaky about it. Like, Oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just yeah. gonna touch him right here and no one will ever know. Yeah. But, but it's that mustard seed sized faith that she had yeah. that then, that then activated this healing. But then Jesus calls her out. Yes. And you know what? I think she was wanting the healing without the encounter. Oh, I totally It's like, agree. I just, I, 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 totally I, I don't agree. really, but Jesus. Otherwise she wouldn't have reached out from behind. Well, exactly. But, but Jesus, he's very, very, I think he's thrilled that she had the audacity to pull mm-hmm. faith, uh, pull healing with her faith. But he will never give the gift without the encounter. Yeah. It's not magic. No. So what he's really about is looking her in the eye and affirming that what happened has happened, that it was her faith that did it. And by doing that, by addressing her and treating her now as as a welcomed member mm-hmm. in community, he's doing this with a crowd around, which is wel- welcoming her back in the community. The rabbi yeah. has spoken to her. Yep. And if the rabbi has spoken to her and addressed her and, and declared that she's a person of faith, that right there then is opening the door for her to be accepted, not just healed. Yeah. Which is, which is a, the healing, as much healing was happening here in her social context as in her body. Mm-hmm. Right. And he is doing that. And he doesn't just allow her to make it about the physical thing. 
Well, the deeper issue is yeah. the fact that she was yeah. ostracized from yeah. the community. And by addressing her, looking her in the eye, I, it's it's a crack up to me that, you know, the disciples, as, I mean, as you noted, like, what are you talking about? Her? Like, uh, you know, everybody's, he's like, no, somebody <laughs> touched me on purpose. Right. I love, I love how like the, the disciples are probably like, oh, Jesus, come on. Yeah. Like, don't be dumb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then well, Jesus exactly is like, what's here. you guys are being dumb. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But but then he knows that there's a person behind this. Yeah. And, and there's a story behind there's a it. a story behind it. He actually, I, I, I would imagine he even knows who it is. Yeah. But it's like, who did this? He wants her to come forward and have the personal encounter. Yeah. It's ultimately about her and Jesus. Yeah. Not about her and her sickness. And and not even about her and the community. No. Those but are, the those community are the is sim- involved. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I think the... What's beautiful about, you know, the different accounts and reclaiming events you've gone through personally and then those that others have gone through that are part of this growing community that yep. you're mustering here. It really is. It's it. Yes, it is about it's stimulated and, and, and sparked by the need to address pain, recognize it, yeah. step into it. But it actually becomes this opportunity to first encounter God there in the midst of it there on the street in the crowd yeah is where jesus meets this woman and it's where putting ourselves in a place of going right back to the spark of the pain right is that's the place where jesus is most it's where he's most likely to be most intimate with us mm. which is what's happening here right yeah then the healing physically and the healing socially follow but um, yeah, that's that's the parallel to the activity of reclaiming, which it's it's a, in a, it's like a discipline, is really beautiful and almost uncanny in this story. Talk a little bit about reclaiming. A lot of your listeners um, are familiar. If this is your yeah. seventh, maybe some many of them have listened to more than one. But maybe somebody has doesn't know anything about what we're talking about. Yeah, what actually is it? Why do you do, why did you step into this and what's been the result? Yeah. So reclaiming is a a journey that I've been on. Um, In 2016, the end of 2016, I discovered my ex-husband's long-term affair. And when I discovered my relationship was broken, um, when he left, when the divorce was beginning, um, I identified and would would find all these things in my life that became broken because of my broken relationship. And, and those things became untouchable for me. I stopped going to restaurants that I liked. I would drive totally, you know, impractical ways to go places because to, to avoid seeing something or, or being triggered. And, and the Lord revealed to me that um, sometimes when, <laughs> when I would be actively avoiding those places, I was living in fear and I was allowing my pain to dictate how I behaved and, and dictate my life. And so I felt called to step back into those places and, um, and allow, um, allow God to make new memories with me. Um, so I would do, always do that in the context of of having friends come with me or family to um, to have support. 
but it was a very painful process. And I made a spreadsheet of all those places that I knew that I needed to go back to. And I would kind of tick them off one by one when I felt ready to do it. Um, and so that's what, that's what reclaiming is. And the, the way that the concept has resonated with people is quite beautiful. And, um, and so I feel very humbled that other people want to go on this journey too, that feel, um, that feel called and, and even empowered to not remain paralyzed in their pain. So this story, (laughs) this woman is reclaiming her life. Um, she's reclaiming community because it's happening in the, you know, in, um, and she's she's reclaiming her body in a really cool way. So so when I read when I read this story and it really resonated with me of um I had already been I mean I I I know I knew this story already. I'm 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 grateful that I grew up in a Christian family and I know the Bible. But when the I I read this sometime last year when I was when I was already well on my way in my reclaiming journey and I thought wow, that's what I'm doing. And I, I read this and I could, I could just identify with her of, of feeling desperate enough to get out of bed and feeling very grateful that I didn't, um, that I wasn't just staying in bed and staying, staying quiet, waiting for, for Jesus to come. Um, there was a lot of times where I did stay in my bed and didn't reach after it, but God gave me the strength to do it. And, um, and I think I know that there are people who feel stuck in their pain that feel like they are just laying in bed and can't get out. Um, but I know that the strength is actually in Jesus to get out of bed, to reach to him because he doesn't want us to stay there. It is never God's plan for us to stay paralyzed in our pain. This woman was not getting better, but then she heard about Jesus and she could have said, well, this is just another thing. It's not going to work. I'm just going to get worse. I might as well just stay in bed and die. But she didn't. She heard about Jesus and she said, okay, well, the least I can do is touch the hem of his garment and, and I'll be healed. And so <laughs> there's something in her, a faith that, that rose up from hearing other people's stories that caused her to do that. So if you're listening to this and you feel like you don't have that faith, I urge you to ask God for that because hearing Hearing what God did for me and what he is doing for me and what he's doing in this reclaiming community, that, that can activate your own faith to get out of bed and to reach after it because he is able and he's willing to, to extend it to you. I know that. There's a, a blind person that comes to Jesus and Jesus asks them uh, a ridiculously obvious question. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to do for you? Uh, duh. I want to see. Yeah. But they needed to say that. Yeah. Now their coming was in itself a statement, but Jesus wanted their words. I want to see. 
I think what this woman was doing was making a statement. I want to be whole. I want to be done with this. I want to be back in the synagogue. I want to be whole in my relationships. I want to be whole in my body. Reaching out was telling Jesus what she wanted. And that is a part of our responsibility in our healing. We can't do it. The pain that we carry is too big for us to actually get rid of. Mm-hmm. But we put ourselves in a position where Jesus can lift it. And he needs us. And I don't know the mystery of, of, of all of this and why certain things trigger healing and other things don't. I don't know any of that. <laughs> other than we have the responsibility to say what we want and that we believe and to get into that place and position ourselves and basically grab on and not let go. And keep asking. Yep. Keep asking. It's like Jacob, you know, grabs on to, he's wrestling with the angel. He just doesn't let go. I'm I'm not going to let go till you bless me. Yeah. There's an audacity that is in the Judeo-Christian understanding of God. Covenant comes with this right of the, the child to say to the parent, bless me. And it's, 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 it's not this hierarchical sense. Yes, there's, there's respect in the child to the parent, but there's this willing ability to ask boldly, ask audaciously. Mm. And, and not, we're not a slave. We're not a slave, slave owner relationship with God. We're in a, a son, daughter, mm-hmm. father, relationship and this woman understood her covenant that she actually had the right to lay claim to it and that's what jesus wants to hear it's what he wants to hear in your listeners what do you want i mean i think jesus would say the same thing what do you want and and positioning positioning yourself for healing listener um you that that position might look different than mine but it is my call to call that out in you to say that you can do that you absolutely can ask for that so practically you know you and others that are doing your reclaiming projects you're going practically to real places like this woman went to a real place going right into it and saying okay jesus meet me here yeah Uh, restaurants and and Places of significance, streets, things like like that, which which you're right, they they become a part of the pain itself. Those places are stolen from us unless we go back and Jesus goes there with us. Yeah. So yeah, that so what 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 would you say in any time we talk about the Bible, we get to application. Mm-hmm. Right? So what is the what is the, we've made observations and we've interpreted this. What are the applications that we can take from this? Don't give up because there's hope. And Jesus absolutely wants wholeness for you, for all of us. He wants wholeness and restoration. He did not make this woman ill to teach her some lesson. But in the healing, we, we're, we're reading about her. He still brought this restoration to her in the most beautiful way 
that that now we can we can draw these beautiful conclusions with don't lose hope keep asking if you're if you're on a reclaiming journey of some sort of going back to places and exposing yourself to the pain and it just doesn't doesn't seem to be working or something it's a it's a journey and if you continue to surrender and press into Jesus there is freedom and restoration on the other side but what the healing actually the, the healing that actually takes place is the real healing that we actually need not just not just healing the symptom so for me it wasn't just healing it wasn't just making the pain go away of my ex-husband's affair it was it was a so much deeper healing of um of everything that's associated with that pain and and that that healing is still taking place and it's still happening but continue to press in and they can do that uh, by joining you in your community yes please yeah, there's you've got a blog i've got a blog um i'm always willing to to talk to you email me reach out with questions um, i would love to hear stories about how god is leading you to reclaim and um yeah I'm so excited about about activating faith and in myself and in others. Be encouraged. So we'll close it here, I guess. You have anything else to say? <laughs> this is good. I, 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 I wanna go I wanna go spend time with Jesus. Yeah. I would really encourage everyone to read and study this story to to see how God um what God stirs in you with it there's one account in in Luke 8 and you can find it there it's not very long but so powerful beautiful beautiful and um and share share those stories with me share it with the community write it in the comments we're here together and you are not alone so until next week Thank you so much for listening to the Reclaimed podcast. For more information about reclaiming, visit reclaimed.com. That's R C L A I M E D.com.